What is up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Review It Rob Show. I'm, of course, your host, Review It Rob, coming at you with all the latest news and an interesting review to kick off the spooky season that we are in at the time of this recording, baby. So excited, man. Can't wait to get into that. Um, Hope everybody out there is doing good. Thank you for joining me for another week uh, and another listen. Taking your time to listen to me ramble on and be doing my nonsense. Uh, not much going on here. I just recorded a brand new episode of the show. I do what my brother almost called it. It's old name. It used to be called the Disnoids. We have now officially changed the name of the show to uh, that show you're about to hear. A brand new episode of that is out now where we talk a lot just some randomness and nonsense. Did a review of Venom 2 on that. That's why I will not be reviewing Venom 2 on here. So if you want to hear my thoughts on Venom 2, uh, check out that show you're about to hear. Um... Just honestly, before recording this show, just finished recording the newest episode on my Patreon-exclusive show, Let's Get Stranger. That is, of course, the Stranger Things show. That was Chapter 7 of Season 1, so that was fun to talk about. Just got done recording that. Um, And for Spooky Season, I've started Spooky Season off with, of course, um, Halloween Havocs, man. I'm a huge wrestling fan. We'll talk about wrestling on the show from time to time. That's kind of my tradition when we come to Spooky Season, is I'll, of course, watch horror movies, and I watch classic Halloween Havoc, uh, which is, of course, available on the Peacock service, because the WWE stuff is there in the States. Um, so, yeah, I've been watching that. That's been interesting. Having a good time with that. Uh, definitely becoming a Freebirds fan. I uh, always knew about them and liked them, but I'm going a bigger fan watching their stuff. Bash Street USA, baby. What a song. Um, and they just announced on NXT tonight, because I record while watching wrestling. Uh, they just announced on NXT that Halloween Havoc will be back once again for NXT. So that's going to be fun. Can't wait for that. So there you go. That's your wrestling news. That's all the stuff we got. That's not all the wrestling news. Actually, the draft happened since our last time talking. Uh, WWE roster will be shaking up. Draft goes into effect after the Crown Jewel pay-per-view event. Still called pay-per-view, I guess. Uh, even though it's on the networks and all that stuff. You still got to pay to get the network, so you got to pay to view it. Um, after that happens, draft goes into effect. If you want to know all the results of the draft, if you're a wrestling fan like myself... Uh, follow my Instagram page. I was keeping me up with that as much as possible. And I'll um, post the updated rosters. Um, probably tonight after recording or tomorrow morning. Uh, but yeah, on Instagram, review underscore it underscore Rob. Posting all kinds of stuff over there. Wrestling stuff, obviously movie stuff. So this show is primarily a movie show. But I do talk all things, including wrestling and music. So that's what's been going on, essentially here. A lot of the stuff going on there. Here, there, everywhere, you know. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the first bit of news to talk about on this uh, freaking journey that you have decided to join me on. Then we're going to start off in D.C. land, not not Washington, D.C. We're talking D.C. comics land with Ben Affleck actually talking about the freaking Flash movie. And this has been rumored that he would be in it. Nothing has ever been concretely confirmed that he would be in it nothing has been relatively talked about just all rumors and rumors and rumors uh, but now we've got a little bit more concrete information about what if anything ben affleck will be doing in the flash movie and he will be in the flash movie that's right he confirmed that he will appear in the flash as batman and said that he had a great experience after the difficult filming of justice league uh, quote, it was a really nice way to revisit uh, that as a prior experience. Had been difficult. Uh, of course, talking about Batman, Bat uh, Affleck goes on to say, quote, I had a great time. I love Ezra Miller, as do I. He's one of my favorite actors. 
And I had a chance to see Jason Momoa, who's over in the UK making Aquaman, which is interesting. Why would he see Jason Momoa on the Flash set, huh? Why? Why? Is is Aquaman going to be in this Flash movie, huh? Are they shooting another Justice League dealio, huh? What's going on? What's going on? I hope he's not in Aquaman 2, because again, as you know, I'm boycotting that movie. Um, Affleck also joked that he will likely uh, get in a lot of trouble, because he's probably under a gag order that he's unaware of, so he might get sued for confirming his involvement in The Flash. But this is good news, man. We already knew about Michael Keaton being in it. That's already been very well talked about. Uh, we know that he's reprising his Batman and Bruce Wayne, and now we know that the latest version that we've seen fully um, Ben Affleck's Batman, Bruce Wayne, will now be in the Flash movie, baby. Which uh, Andy Machete talked about how the Flash movie will be bringing all the DC past universes together. So this movie is just going to be de freaking lightful. And I can't wait. It's, 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 I'm highly anticipating movie. This movie's coming out next year. It's already my most anticipated movie, obviously, of uh, 2022. And, uh, you know, it could be my all-time favorite DC movie if it uh, turns out that way. Uh, we will see. Of course, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't fully talk about it. But I'm so freaking hyped and excited for this thing, man. I can't wait. Uh, let's see. Things I'm hyped and excited about, and this one's actually coming much sooner um, than the Batman movie, uh, is Halloween Kills, man. As of recording this episode, I believe it comes out next week, if my calendar in my head is correct. It's day is the 5th, and then we are 10 days away from it releasing. Yes? No? Maybe so? Um, yes. Releases on the 15th. So Halloween Kills releases October 15th, so yeah, we are 10 days away from Halloween Kills. Releasing in theaters and on the Peacock. And speaking of releasing on the Peacock, Jason Blum has explained why he has decided to let Halloween Kills go to streaming. Uh, quote, it was my idea to do it. Peacock didn't approach me. I approached them. I like everyone else. I, like everyone else, am a big believer in theatrical experience. I think eventually, I think there should be windows. I think Universal Strategy of the three-week window is a great strategy. But I had a bad distribution experience with Freaky. Uh, that movie is a great movie, and it didn't get seen because the distribution of it got all twisted up. My fault. Uh, he continues on saying, quote, I don't want to go through that experience again. I don't want to have a movie that I'm really proud of, that I think is great, and I have there, you know, be some kind of excuse why people didn't see it. So I'm the one who pitched to Universal, and then I pitched Jamie and David, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and David Gordon Green is who he's speaking of there. Uh, it was my idea. I stand behind it. I'm glad that we're doing it. Just don't expect the same strategy for Halloween ends next year. Um, good on him. I understand it. Freaky came out and it didn't do as well as Freaky's a good movie, man. I enjoy Freaky. Freaky's been fun. Every time I watch it, I've had a good time with it. Um, still need to purchase that bad boy and add it to the collection. But I enjoyed Freaky, but I get what he's saying. You know, obviously Freaky didn't hit what he was hoping for because he's proud of the movie. He loved it. So he doesn't want any kind of excuse where uh, the movie's only released in theaters, doesn't have a big opening, and all that stuff. So I get it. Makes perfect sense. Uh, like I said there, don't expect this to happen with Halloween Ends because he went on to say, quote, I don't want it to be done this way for the third movie. I want to go back to uh, the traditional windows, but COVID is incredibly unpredictable, and I don't want to risk it again. Um, I felt like I did that with Freaky, and it left me with a bad taste in my mouth, so I don't want to repeat that experience. Uh, again, Halloween Kills will be released in theaters and streaming on October 15th. It is streaming on the Peacock service, which I highly, 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 highly suggest getting, because Peacock, great service.
Great service, man. I already mentioned all the wrestling WWE stuff you can get. But, dudes and ladies. <laughs> I use dudes as like an all-around word, by the way. I say it a lot, you know. I'm not just saying like, you know what I mean. Um, Peacock is so awesome, and they're doing the freaking Spooktober thing or whatever the hell they're calling it. And I just had like my eyes lit up just going through all that stuff because they got franchises like um, uh, Chucky and Nightmare on Elm Street and Saw and I was like multiple other franchises and then they have movies that are like they have sections that are just for the 80s horror movies just for the 90s horror movies and this kind of horror movies and they have episodes Halloween episodes of TV shows and all that stuff and it was just this is freaking awesome love it highly suggest getting Peacock especially with Halloween Kills debuting there in what 10 days as they're recording this episode um going on with the Halloween Kills stuff uh director dave gordon green and jason blum will be special guests on joe bob's halloween hoedown friday october 8th so three days from the recording of this episode um that is on shutter that is the other streaming service i highly 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 suggest picking up good stuff man um speaking of streaming services wow talking about it a lot hbo max another streaming service that i enjoy um they are developing a series adaptation of the upcoming novel by Stacey Willingham called A Flicker in the Dark. Uh, this will be with Emma Stone. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, A24 will be involved in this as well. Uh, the novel is slated for production uh, January 2022. All right, cool. Um, da, 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 da. All right, there we go. The movie is about a character by the name of... Chloe Davis, who is shocked to discover at 12 years old that her own father confessed to the murder of six teenage girls in their small Louisiana town. 20 years later, Chloe is a psychologist in Baton Rouge whose life begins to unravel when local teens start to go missing. Now, if you've been with me with this show for a while, I've been a little critical of A24 stuff, just in the fact that I don't 100% get into that genre you know, I'm obviously talking about Midsommar and, uh, what's the other one? Heredity. Um, I didn't enjoy those movies, but I did like the A24 movie, Under the Silver Lake, but then again, you know, Andrew Garfield starred in that, so. Love me some Andrew Garfield. Speaking of, trailer for one of his newest movies, uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, with, um, that was, of course, has, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda involved in, as well as the lovely, talented Vanessa Hudgens, who I love and adore. Um, big fan of hers as well, and a big fan of Andrew Garfield. Freaking this movie has my name written all over it. Uh, the trailer for that just released. Definitely go check that out. That movie will be hitting Netflix. Um, uh, let's see, do I have a release date? Yes, I do. According to Google, the release date is November 10th, 2021, again on Netflix. Another great streaming service, man. Um, so there you go. Yeah, check that out, man. Now, let's see, um, news involving Friday the 13th. How about that? Uh, Friday the 13th screenwriter Victor Miller has won the copyright termination appeal to reclaim the domestic rights. Um, so, if you don't know, here's a little re recap of the situation that happened here. Um, goes back to 2018. That Friday the 13th screenwriter Victor Miller is the sole owner of the original screenplay in the U.S. at least. Um, so yeah, so a judge ruled this back in 2018 that the screenwriter Victor Miller was sole owner. Um... The director of Friday the 13th, Sean Cunningham, has been working to have that decision reversed since 2018. Uh, the argument continues to be that Miller wrote the screenplay as a work for hire and therefore never should have been able to gain the rights to the screenplay in the first place. Uh, while the trial judge had ruled that the rights go to Miller after all these years under the Copyright Act's termination right, 
which allows authors to regain rights to work they signed over to a company. Uh, Cunningham and Horror Inc. were hoping that the Second City Court of Appeals would end up reversing that decision. Uh, now, the Second, good Lord, the Second Circuit was tasked with deciding if Miller will keep the rights to the Friday screenplay. Uh, Friday the 13th, obviously not Friday, <laughs> the movie. Um, and 2018, you remember who got the rights and if they'll revert back to Cunningham slash Horror Inc. Uh, there's still a whole lot to be worked through before Jason can return to the screen, no matter the decision, but this was a massive legal hurdle that needed to be resolved first. So, you know, that was what was going on. So pretty much the director of the movie was fighting with the writer of the movie. Um, so now the latest update is that Victor Miller has now won the copyright termination appeal. In other words, Second Circuit Court of Appeals has affirmed the district court's previous order, rejecting the argument and concluding that Miller was an independent contractor when he wrote the screenplay and is therefore entitled to authorship rights. But it certainly doesn't mean that Miller is now free to take the franchise and do whatever he wants with it. Uh, for now, until various deals are worked out behind the scenes, which will likely still take a long time. Um, so, you know, owning the original screenplay doesn't mean that he necessarily owns the adult Jason Voorhees. Um, because obviously, if you've seen the first Friday the 13th film, you know that there is no adult Jason Voorhees in that movie. Um... I would say spoiler alert, but that movie came out fucking ages ago, so... <laughs> Sorry if I ruined anything for you, but hey, you know, hey. Uh, franchise, so the franchise will probably remain dormant for a little bit, but, you know, here's hoping that we're getting somewhere closer to a return to the Friday the 13th franchise. Um, yeah, it's been a big mess. You know, it's been going on since 2018, and, you know, now that there's a little bit more information going on, hopefully we can just get things going um, on that franchise again, because it has been sitting there since, what, 2008, 2009? So, yeah, they haven't been able to do anything there. There's been, like, fan movies, and there was the video game and all that stuff, but as far as movies, nah, it's been just sitting there. Uh, I would not be surprised, now that that's been moving, if Jason Blum doesn't get involved as well. Jason Blum has been part of a lot of horror movies being remade, so. Which I'm fine with. Good on him. Uh, let's see. Speaking of legal stuff, Scarlett Johansson and Disney have reached a settlement over the lawsuit that they ha Scarlett had against Disney for accusing the studio of sabotaging the th uh, theatrical release of Black Widow when they tried to prop up a Disney+. Plus. Uh, terms of the settlement were not disclosed, but Joe Hansen had sought a $50 million payoff from the studio. Uh, Joe Hansen said in a statement, quote, I am happy to have resolved our differences with Disney. I'm incredibly proud of the work we've done together over the years and have greatly enjoyed my creative relationship with the team. I look forward to continuing our collaboration in the years to come. Which we know the first of those collaborations would be uh, the um, Tower of Terror film that they were working on before the lawsuit went in. Now that the lawsuit is over, I uh, expect them to pick that back up. Um, what other relationship they have going in the future better not be anything to do with Black Widow, because fucking goddammit, leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. Alright, let's see. Billie Eilish news. We got Billie Eilish news. Hope you're listening. Wonderful. Uh, Billie Eilish is joining the Disney's live-to-film concert experience of Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, she will be playing the character of Sally and will be performing alongside... Musician and producer Danny Elfman, who is, of course, surprising his role as Jack Skellington. Um, Eilish will perform a rendition of Sally's song in the show, accompanied by a full orchestra. Now, the show will run for two nights at L.A.'s what is that, Bank of California Stadium. 
on October 29th and October 31st, of course, Halloween time. A release date for the film has yet to be announced. Uh, also starring in the Nightmare Before Christmas revival is Grammy winner Weird Al Yankovic as the character of Locke. And Ken Page is also returning to his role as Oogie Boogie from the 1993 film. And there will be more special, very special guests. Nightmare Before Christmas. How timely is that? That movie... And I've seen it on the lineups. So that's a movie that, you know, gets played on Freeform. Almost said ABC Family. Um, Freeform, I'll let you know how old I am. I remember when it was ABC Family. Um, Freeform has their 31 Days of Halloween thing going on. And I saw Nightmare Before Christmas on there. So that's a movie that definitely gets pulled out around Halloween time. And uh, it'll be pulled out again during Christmas time. Um, I, I don't have a problem with that movie. I've enjoyed it from the times I watch. I do only watch it around uh, those two times. But I watch it in a different way than I think a lot of other people probably watch it. Um, what I do is I throw the movie on and I watch it until the Halloween stuff is done. So when it's Halloween season, I only watch around, watch the Halloween parts. And then when we get to Christmas season, I, you know, start from where I left off. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, weird way to watch it, I'm sure, for some people. Like, hey man, you're just, you know, cutting stuff out. But hey. That's the way I do stuff, man. I'm a weird cat. <laughs> and But I just, it feels right to me. You know, I don't need to watch Christmas stuff in, you know, Halloween time. Um, I can watch Halloween stuff at any time. So I can probably watch a movie, you know, in full when it comes to Christmas time. But uh, whatever, it takes care of both holidays. So there you go. Um, I get some more music news, actually, in this episode. The lovely, talented person I'm a huge fan of, Taylor Swift, has revealed Red Taylor's version will be arriving earlier than fans expected it, saying, quote, on her Twitter, saying, quote, got some news that I think you're going to like. My version of Red will be out a week earlier than scheduled, including the four-disc vinyl on November 12th. Can't wait to celebrate the 13th with you in our new-slash-old Autumn Heartbreak album. Uh, the re-recorded 30-track version of Red will feature, of course, nine bonus tracks, including collaborations with Phoebe Bridges, a Sharon and Chris Stapleton. Uh, this will, um, again, be released on November 12th. The original album was released October 2012. It was her fourth studio album, including her first Billboard Hot 100 number one single with We Are Never, Ever, Ever Getting Back Together, <laughs> as well as its uh, I Knew You Were Trouble, 22 and Everything Has Changed, which is a song she did with Ed Sheeran. Uh, the album also features, of course, Red, and uh, two songs which I absolutely love and adore, uh, The Lucky One and Begin Again. Uh, the album peaked at number one on Billboard's 200 the year it was released and remained on the chart for a whopping 171 weeks. Again, that album will be releasing November 12th, and I will be posting about it relentlessly. <laughs> um, and last bit of music news. Wow. Like I said, I talk about a lot of stuff on the show. Uh, David Lee Roth is retiring, man. David Lee Roth, legendary frontman of Van Halen, of course, had his own solo career, uh, will be retiring with his five shows, last five shows scheduled at the House of Blues in Las Vegas, uh, beginning New Year's Eve and running into early January. Uh, Roth says that his backing band at the House of Blues is the final iteration of Van Halen, saying, quote, I've got a band that is doing what Al, of course, speaking of um, Alex Van Halen, and I used to call a block. That means 75 rehearsals for one show. God dang. Um, we are bringing it in classic VH style. VH standing for Van Halen. 
Alex and I are the only version that was his message. There is no other variation. There is no torch being passed. There is no other side to this coin. This is classic in your face, Van Halen. So, um, I'm a huge Van Halen fan. They're one of my all-time favorite bands. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's interesting news. We'll see if he stays retired because just like wrestlers, uh, musicians don't stay retired too long when they say they're uh, retiring. Um, like I said, big Van Halen fan. Um, obviously, it was sad last year when Eddie Van Halen passed away. We kind of knew Van Halen would be done from that point. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Don't know how that show's going to go. Don't know if Michael Anthony will be involved in it. I highly doubt Sammy Hagar will be involved in it. And no idea who would be playing guitar. Obviously, my vote would be John Five or uh, Satchel from Still Panther because both of them can uh, play the uh, Eddie Van Halen guitar parts very, very, very well. But, you know. Interesting news and big news for me personally for Dave Lee Roth retiring. I think some of you out there, if you're wrestling fans or you know movie fans, especially fans of the '80s, you know who Dave Lee Roth is, and he's a big part of your life as well. So that is that all the music news. All right, cool. <laughs> Back to movies. Uh, like I said, everything can be talked about on this show, man. That's what this show is, dude. All right, uh, we got some movies releasing this week, obviously, and I uh, picked up three to talk about here for you know just. They seem like the three to talk about. Uh, we have, of course, probably the biggest movie releasing this week. Um, I have no shame in saying that this is the biggest movie releasing this week. I'm, of course, talking about Muppets Haunted Mansion. <laughs> no, I am not. I am talking about No Time to Die, the latest James Bond movie. Uh, is rated PG-13, running two hours and 43 minutes. Good lord. Um... Now, you know, I did see Endgame, which is over three hours in theaters, I think, three or four times. So, you know, you know, still. Two hours, 43 minutes, you're asking for a lot, you know, especially for somebody who's not, you know, a huge James Bond fan, but I did like the last couple James Bond movies I saw. Um, this one, of course, uh, James Bond has left active uh, service. His piece is short-lived when uh, Felix Leather, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with a dangerous new technology. Uh, no Time to Die. That's releasing in theaters only. Um, Muppets Haunted Mansion is releasing this week. No shot at the Muppets. I'm just having a little fun there. Uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion, that is, of course, TVPG. It will be one hour and 30 minutes. Um, on Halloween night, Gonzo is challenged to spend one night in the Haunted Mansion. This is, of course, going to be on the Disney Plus and the other movie I have here is There's Someone Inside Your House, uh, TVMA, one hour, 36 minutes. This is a horror movie. This will be on Netflix. Uh, the graduating class of Osborne High is being targeted by a masked assailant intent on exposing the darkest secret of each victim, and only a group of misfit outsiders can stop the killings. Uh, again, that's There's Someone Inside Your House. That will be on Netflix. There you go. Three movies that stood out to me that are releasing this week. Um, I think No Time to Die has already been certified fresh. So we'll see how that turns out. I don't know if I'll personally be seeing that movie to reveal it on next week's episode or not. Um, obviously you'll know when you tune in for next week's episode. Um, but yeah, there you go. Is that all the news? I think that's all the news fit to, uh, copy and paste. Yep, looks like it's all the news. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Let me know um, if you enjoyed the uh, the add-in of wrestling talk and music news. I'm always going to talk wrestling on the show. I'm always going to talk uh, Universal Studios and Mardi Gras was announced today. <laughs> so I just kind of backed my way into that one. They did announce Mardi Gras for uh, for Universal Studios Orlando again this year. That's going to be a big event. Can't wait to see how that goes. Um, 
If I go, who knows? Um, don't really know what the plan is for that yet. Don't think that far ahead. I'm going to be honest with you. Kind of live in the now. Um, unless it's HHN, then, you know, obviously you're thinking, hey, because like, hey, got to get that hotel. got to go because HHN is the most important thing trip-wise for me. So, you know. But, yeah, Mardi Gras has been out. Mardi Gras is happening. It's going to be bigger than ever. And good on them. Um, but like I said, man, everything talked about the show. I'm always going to talk movies. Obviously, the show is primarily a movie show with the latest in movie news and, you know, a review and, you know, movies releasing and all that stuff. Um, probably some trailer talk every now and then. But I love a lot of stuff like wrestling, so I love talking about that. I am, you know, very, very early stages. Nothing going to be released anytime soon. But, you know, kicking around the idea of a uh, wrestling show as well. I don't know if that'll be Patreon exclusive or just a second show for me uh, or third show for me. Um, because, yeah, third show because, you know, you got this show, you have the, uh, the, uh, the show you're about to hear. And, you know, that would be probably a third show. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, obviously, again, very in the very early stages of putting that together. But we'll see where that goes from there. Um, anything else to talk about? Music talk. Again, it's probably going to be rare that I talk music on here. But it comes up every now and then when something just hits me. And, you know, you know, obviously, I love Taylor Swift and I love Van Halen. So those two things hit me well. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. So that'll do it for the news and, you know, stuff releasing this week and all that stuff. Next up will be, of course, the review portion of the show, and uh, we'll be right back after this trailer. I've spent a lifetime studying the dark arts and uncovered many unnatural forces, but none compared to the urn's powers. Hello? Excuse me, uh, Undertaker. It's your boys, the... New day! My urn loves to consume the souls of the good. We want to add the power of the urn to the power of positivity, because then we'd be unstoppable. What'd I tell you? Uncle Taylor! Hey! My urn will force you to confront your deepest, darkest fears. a morgue in their house i mean it is the undertaker that's just fog it's undertaker's fog i ain't touching it all right it's fine see are you brave enough to wield my urn the choice is yours all you gotta do is join me think you're brave enough face for fear. The choice is yours. If you want the urn, you're going to have to go through me. (laughs) All right, welcome back to the show. That was the trailer for the newest release on a Netflix. Brand new release came out, uh... Either, I think today, as the recording this episode came out, uh, that was ex- Escape, 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 The Undertaker. Uh, it's 31 minutes, so it's not a long thing. <laughs> um, uh, it is uh, obviously, well, let's go on. Can the New Day survive the surprises at The Undertaker's spooky mansion? So obviously this is WWE related, Undertaker, the iconic wrestling character. 
and the New Day, the as according to the WWE, the greatest tag team of all time. Which, you know, don't hate on it, man. They are damn good. So, New Day, if you don't know, that is Big E, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods. And they're going to The Undertaker's house. And can they survive it? As you heard in the trailer, they're after the urn. So they're going after The Undertaker's urn to add to their power of positivity. So not only do we have all that, you also have... This thing is freaking interactive, yo. Like, it's up to you to decide their fate. And that's so freaking cool. <laughs> I like that idea. I didn't know Netflix had stuff like that. It's my first ever encounter with something like this. Um, as far as like a show on Netflix or anything like that. I've played interactive video games, obviously. Uh, you know me. I've talked on about it on plenty of previous episodes of this show. How much I love Until Dawn. And Until Dawn's a video game where it's... Um, based on your choices and the story goes off of how you choose to make things go and obviously i love that it's a great idea so going into this like i was already hyped and excited man i love the undertaker he's been a he's been part of my life for i mean what since i was what six years old um you know so I always have love and respect for the undertaker anytime i can see something to do with him it's awesome i love the new day they're hilarious they're all extremely talented and I just love wrestling in general, especially the WWE. Um, yes, it's wrestling. So, and sports entertainment. It's the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> um, I'll get flack for that, but I don't care. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, wrestling is sports entertainment. You can't tell me different. Um, so, watching this and going into it, it is an absolute blast. I had a great time. Um, I think... If you're a wrestling fan, you're going to love it. You obviously know who The Undertaker is. You know who The New Day are. It's great to see them interacting with each other. Off the top of my head, I don't think they've ever really had any interaction between between them. Uh, maybe they've crossed paths at some point in time. Uh, but I don't remember it off the top of my head that them ever having a match with each other. I mean, maybe Taker's worked with Kofi at some point in time. I don't know. I didn't look beforehand. Um, but it's cool. It's cool. It's kind of seeing the new day and like the Undertaker's world and his element and his, you know, you get to see the Undertaker, obviously, you know, about his character. He's got these, uh, powers and he's, you know, he's the phenom and he can do this and he can do that and he's spooky and all that stuff. So it's cool, man. It's a cool experience for a uh, wrestling fan for to see this. If you're not a wrestling fan, I think you'll still enjoy it, man. I think it's... It's a fun time. I'm not going to lie. It is a fun time. It's cool. Like I said, the interactive aspect of it is really cool to see where it goes. You go from there. You go from here. It's not hard to understand. It's easy to pick up on. Uh, again, the New Day are extremely likable people. So they're going to get you all the enjoyment you're going to need out of this. You got The Undertaker. Awesome character. It's not hard to figure him out. Uh, you know, you got this awesome freaking powerhouse spooky character you're like cool i mean it fits perfectly for this time i mean this can easily be something that i watch every single year during halloween season be like heck yeah dude i'm definitely gonna check this out because it was fun um as i mentioned a couple times interactive so it feeds itself into being something you can watch multiple times to get some kind of different uh viewpoint right um i didn't write down all the options but there are several i thought you know maybe there'll only be like a couple, but there's a good bit of, you know, options and choices while you're watching it, especially in something that's only 31 minutes long. It's a good time. It is a good time. Now, it's my first time ever doing something 
with interactive, so I don't know if I was doing everything correct. <laughs> um, but, you know, I eventually figured it out, but it'll let you know. If you want to just watch the thing and not make a choice, there is that option. It will randomly make a choice for you. I learned that when I didn't know how to hit a button, apparently. But you do. Um, or maybe my remote just sucks. Who knows? Or my TV was lagging. Who knows? But you will have a... Uh, 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 a lot of different options. <laughs> I'm trying not to spoil anything there. But you, you definitely get a lot of options to do this. And just what I would say, I guess, I don't know, like write them down or remember in your head what you did and then you can watch it again later on and just make different choices. Uh, that's cool. Love it. Enjoy it. It's, again, bring it up until dawn. It's something I love about until dawn. You can play that game an endless amount of times, it seems, and with just changing what you did from, you know, each go point. Um, yeah, that's what they're doing with all their games, the creators of uh, until dawn. So for me, as a huge wrestling fan, I absolutely loved it. You know, it's it's very easily for me as a wrestling fan. Uh, for people who aren't wrestling fans, I think you'll have a really good time with it. Again, it's only 31 minutes. Um, it has the interactive aspect to it, so, you know, that can get you in. And the characters are, I mean, it's the New Day. We all, yeah, they're very easy to like. It's not hard to dislike the New Day. Um, and then, did I just say it's not hard to dislike the New Day? Um... It's not hard to like the New Day. They're very likable. And then the Undertaker's like a super awesome character. So, and it, it gets you. I mean, it gets you. I mean, it's the horror, the spooky horror aspect of um, they're going to a spooky house. They're going here, and then they got this going on, and there's that going on over there. And then, oh, what's going to happen if he goes over here? And then, oh, what, what what's going to happen over there? You know, kind of thing. It plays perfect, if you ask me. Like, and that's just, that's taking my bias out of it. I think it plays perfectly. I think it is absolutely something that you can throw on have a good time with it it's not long it's gonna feed um a spooky need for you uh and let me tell you they got some aspects in this thing that are good obviously it's not gory or bloody or anything like that obviously um but it's like a good time it's you know it's a it's a spooky good time. How about that? It's it's got some it's got some imagery, man. It's got some uh, quick movement camera things like we've seen in horror movies or thrillers and suspense films, and it's got some other things that goes on that could be scary to people. So, I I think it's definitely a fit. I think it's a hit. I think it's a good time. Like I said, it's been added to my uh, yearly watch, and I get to watch it a couple more times because I get to change uh, the things I picked. You know, so. First one I went into watching it, I'm like, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to hit, okay, go back, and then I'm going to do the next option, see what happens. But, you know, I don't think that's as fun as just throwing it on again and, you know, seeing where it goes from there next time. Just got to remember, you know, what options I picked. Because, again, there's multiple there's multiple choices, and then it comes up multiple times during the 31 minutes of this thing. So, worth it. It's a TVPG. It's not, you know, anything that's going to be hard to watch. I think you can definitely watch it with, uh, if you got any kiddos... I think it'll be fine to watch with your kids. There is, like I said, there is spooky imagery in here from time to time. So um, if your kid is susceptible to that, just be a little forewarned. But again, it's nothing bloody or gory or anything like that. You know, it's just just a good time. Think, um, I was about to say, think, think, um, like any kind of like, well, no. <laughs> I was going to say something like Scooby-Doo, but Scooby-Doo, I think this is, Scoop, this is, you know, like the old Scooby-Doo cartoons. Yeah, you know, I'd say it's not too far off. You know, it's a good time. 
that's the main thing to me is I had a blast watching this thing. So, and I can't wait to watch it again. So yes, it absolutely gets two very enthusiastic thumbs up. It's it's fun. It hits the spooky feeling that you need during this time. Um, it's 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 absolutely worth it. It is absolutely worth it. Holy crap, I love this thing. Adding it to my Netflix list immediately. <laughs> um, but that does it. I probably just said the same thing over and over again. I'm like, hey, it's good. It's fun. Spooky good time. But, you know, hey, drive it home, man. Because, you know, there's people out there who are like, yeah, it's wrestlers. What am you know, I going to do watching this? But guess what? At one point in time, The Rock was a wrestler. And y'all love him. So, <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, give it a check out. It's definitely worth the time. Again, it's only half an hour. So, it's not going to take up too much of your time, and then it gets you involved in it, so you're going to have a good time with it with, through that, and just seeing where it goes, and did you make the right choice, or not make the right choice, and you know, it's fun, man, I like that idea, I like the idea of what they did with this, so, it's escape, escape, escape the Undertaker, <laughs> why am I having such a hard time saying escape, focusing way too much on the E, because a big E, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, anyways, uh, escape the Undertaker, interactive Netflix, I mean, it's just regular Netflix. Just go to Netflix, search it, and then you're ready to go. Just make sure you have your controller ready, and then choose your option. Live or die. Make it the choice. But watching the film or the show is the best choice you can make because it's so freaking fun, dude. <laughs> All right, that does it. Um, that's my feelings on Escape the Undertaker. And that's it for the episode. You got your news. You got your movies releasing this week, and you got your review. So, thank you so much for joining me. Hope you had a great time. I had a blast doing this episode, and, you know, we'll see what we have for you uh, next week. I might just try to keep it with the spooky. I know uh, James Bond's new movie is out, but, you know, we're in spooky month, man. I feel like reviewing random horror movies throughout the month. So, kicked it off with The Undertaker, which, you know, kind of funny with it being spooky month the undertaker's probably one of the you know chucky was obviously my first introduction to like horror and all that but the undertaker's definitely my he was right there with the introduction beginnings of you know spooky stuff and all that you know for me it's like chucky the adams family and the undertaker you know so this was cool it felt it felt great it felt like a it, it's something i would have never expected to have happened like, this is something I would never expect it to happen, but it just fits so freaking well. And now I'm like, I'm leaving it like, I want to see a triple threat match between The New Day and The Undertaker and just build this out to more of a story and just have it happen. But I think The Undertaker might be retired, retired, or who knows? I think the next WrestleMania is in Texas. So who knows? Maybe he comes out for another match against The New Day? Probably not. But hey, anything can happen in the world of professional wrestling. And... That's the end of the show. So, again, thank you so much for joining me. We'll talk to you beautiful people next week. Next episode, we're going to have another good time. We're going to live in spooky world. I don't know what I'm watching. I have no idea. But I will talk about it. <laughs> but anyways, that does it for this episode. And then remember that happiness can be found. Even in the darkest of times. If one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you all next week. Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.